0: On the Apple Podcast app. Good morning, Tom. Hello, Ben. How are you? I'm not too bad. How are you today? Yeah, I'm good. It's a bit of a grey morning, but uh, it's the middle of October, so it's to be expected. But it's nice and mild, anyway, and dry. (laughs) I I feel like the temperatures in the last week or so, but it's all part of... All part of the plan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I am going to talk <clears throat> uh, this week about my home patch. Oh, yeah. I grew up on the top of King's Hill, or at least in a house on, in a dip under the top of King's Hill. And as the crow flies, about 100 yards from our gate was the seashore. Yeah. Today the seashore is at least another 100 yards further away from our gate. It has changed completely with the reclamation of a lot of land. Now, in the 50s, the big change uh, on King's Hill was the building of a new nursing home. Just opposite us was St. Teresa's nursing home. It was a little maternity hospital. And the two ladies who ran it, uh, the Mac- Mrs. McDonough, they decided that they were going to build a new one. And it was a big, it was on a massive scale compared to anything else on this road. <clears throat> uh, but unfortunately it ran into, or it overspent the budget. I'm not quite sure. Anyway, the building society took it over eventually and it, uh, they sold it to a mr and mrs smith jack and olive smith <clears throat> they had a business in wicklow but uh jack's brother george decided uh, <clears throat> he started to convert this building into a an hotel and in 1956 it became the <clears throat> galway bay hotel <clears throat> now it is in our fo- our first the first photograph I'm using this week is an aerial picture. It is taken from the air, obviously, from over the sea. And we're looking down on <clears throat> the back of the Galway Bay Hotel. Across the street is the Warwick Hotel. Beside that, the gate into Lennarby Park. Beside that, again, was Queenie's Shop. Then Durley's uh, Mrs. Turk's B&B, which was called Osterly Lodge. And across from that, on the corner, there was Billy Bin's house. And on the corner itself, there was quite a large field with a lot of trees in it. And uh, it was much used, I remember, as a playground by local children there. This uh, corner is where John Kelleher's garage is today. (laughs) The whole area there was very prone to flooding. And I remember it being impassable on a number of occasions especially during hurricane debbie it was kind of like a little dip in the landscape and water accumulated there and it literally just came in from the sea so on the near side as we look at the photograph uh, is the galway bay hotel which i mentioned already um to the right of that was lis namara that was a very famous house and still is there. Uh, it was owned by Thomas Bón and Helena Concanon. These were two major distinguished writers and Irish language enthusiasts. And visitors to the house included Parik Pierce, Devalier. de Valera. Oh, yeah. uh, lots of Irish language enthusiasts. Beside that was a house called Glenavon or Glenavon. It was owned by a Miss Fahy and later by a Miss McCran. And then a Mrs. Eta Flynn bought it. She moved her family in there, but she also converted it into a small hotel. And indeed, she ran it very successfully there for a long number of years. Now, beside that was a bungalow called St. Grellens. This was originally built by Jasper Kelly in the 1920s and then It was eventually bought by Mister and Missus Connie Finan. I'm sure you remember this. It the gate was always closed. I do. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, you could just about see the top of this building, um, and the very last building then in the photograph was uh, owned by Matt and Agnes Cheevers and later then by the Tracy family. <coughs> it was a B and B. Yeah, but The sea came right up to the back of these premises. Uh, there was a recorder's key there used by local fishermen. It was literally behind uh, the Cheever's at Tracy house, if you like. <clears throat> and But the seashore has now been pushed right out uh, by the construction of Arthur Colohan Road. One of the interesting things about the photograph is there is a small house at the back of the uh, Galway Bay Hotel. It's still there. It's occupied by Kieran Smith and his family. <clears throat> but I have a very bad old newspaper photograph. <clears throat> I can't really distinguish it much. Yeah. But it was uh, the site of uh, an electricity generator. It was put up by uh, the Galway Electric Light Company and it was on Kings Hill I was never quite sure of the exact location of it on Kings Hill until Kieran Smith told me that this house that he is in was originally owned by an ex-ESB man called Stevens so I think it's probably fair to say that when the ESB took over the Electric Light Company they took over that site as well, and possibly built this house or maybe gave it to Mr. Stevens. Uh, but, yes, there was a generation generating mm-hmm. station on uh, Kings Hill. Now, the other image that I have this week, <clears throat> it's actually taken from John Kelleher's garage, or at least the site of John Kelleher's garage. You can see that they're just about laying the foundations of the garage. And on the left, you can see a wall with a hedge over it and the gate, and that is into St. Grelin's. (coughs) Excuse me. And as you look uh, on the far side of the road, you can see a part of the Warwick Hotel. All the garages or outhouses that were along the sidewall there, (coughs) the Somerset Hotel, and the small shop that was run by James and Morricodd called Unverna. uh it was a wonderful local shop i could never ever figure out how they managed to get everything into it yeah they had they seemed to stock almost everything and they even rented bicycles and gas cylinders and things like that from it And, and it was tiny tiny but the warwick is gone now the somerset hotel is gone and on Burn is gone as well. <clears throat> All of these sites are vacant. They're awaiting development. I have no idea what is going to go there. I know there was talk of a nursing home on the Warwick site. Yes. Whatever it is, anyway, it's going to change dramatically if and when it is developed. And on the other side of the road, <clears throat> what was St. Grelin's House, the bungalow owned by the finance. now has... I'm not quite sure how many stories, but a multi-story apartment block. And certainly this part of Salt Hill has come in to the 21st century. You will see from the photographs, uh, the photographs are of a very sleepy area in Salt Hill in the 50s, which I remember vividly myself and your dad will remember. Um, But today it's changing Uh, along the seashore there. Along Arthur Colohan Road, there are more and more tall apartment blocks being built. It's beginning to resemble a kind of a Mediterranean resort almost at this stage. Yeah. And yeah. that's what I'm really writing about this week is the kind of changes that have come about in Salt Hill. And all of these in my lifetime, I have seen all of these. Uh, and it comes as a kind of a shock to me. Yeah. Uh, when I think back on what it was like, as I say, we could walk a hundred yards down a lane and dip our feet into the sea. We would now have to go a long way around to Arthur Colohan Road or to Gretton Road to get our feet in the sea. It's changed completely and utterly. And that's what it's about. The Changing Face of King's Hill is the title I have put on this week's piece. Well, yeah, no, it has changed. Even since I was young, I'm not that old but, but um, it's changed a lot in the last 15, 20 years. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, the Warwick has gone <laughs> for a while. How long did the Warwick has been taken down? It's over 10 years, I think. It must be about that, yeah. And the Somerset came af- went after it. And <clears throat> then on Barron, the shop that the Cods had, <clears throat> excuse me, that was originally a butcher's stall. And it was very controversial. Uh, there were all kinds of planning uh, Objections and everything about it, and but they finally got it, yeah. And then the cods took it over and they ran it as a local shop, and it was wonderful, yeah. It was one, yeah. and it was Mara Cod would stand behind the counter and she she would be totting up your purchases. She always. Writing with chalk on the counter and doing her tots in the Irish language. Wow, that's back to her school days. Yeah, and it seems like a million years ago. All of a sudden, now. and, and then Feeney's was the shop when I was young. Yes, Queenie's <coughs> Queenie's was the shop originally. There were right. two sisters. Uh, there was a slightly snobbish element about them. <laughs> um, they had a wonderful ice cream parlor yes, so, beside the shop. Uh, they wouldn't give out much change after a certain time in the evening. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they had kind of, it, it was a kind of an upmarket sweet shop.
1: Right. And they
0: had a little B&B overhead as well. I think they probably took in excess yeah. of visitors from the Warwick Hotel and ran it that way. Yeah, but it was slightly snobbish. Now, the other great thing they had was the bus stop beside it. Yeah, and that was actually very good for business for them as well. Of course, yeah, but yeah. It was, it was, uh, yeah, slightly exotic to ladies, Miss <laughs> Queenies. B, I remember B was one of them, Beatrice, I can't remember the other lady's name, but uh, yeah, the, yeah Feenies came after them then. and. He upgraded it into more of a supermarket type uh, shop. Yeah, and now it's Morton's, which is great. Exactly. Shop. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, and yeah. Pharmacy as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, very good. Okay, great. Thanks, yeah. Tom. So that's it for this week. Yeah, lovely. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll catch up again next week and see what yeah. else. Yeah, Lacuna J Ben. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Tom. Yeah. Okay.